One, two, three. What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we are going to be talking about tales of nihilism and more hot topics. <laughs> Plus, we're going to be talking about indie. Should we walk away from crowdfunding? Let's yeah. talk about it, dog. Walk away, baby. Walk away. Let's get it. <gasps> For independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your man to listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to cast the craze. If you are an independent, cast the craze. Making moves on your own, cast the craze. On your grind in the streets, cast the craze. Join the movement. Catch the craze. Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most of the crazy man, Vera. And I am with George the Dreamer Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. It is Tuesday, November 14th. And we are being joined by, hey, Lou, what's going on? We are being joined by, by all of you who follow us on the channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, do so. Hit the subscribe button, hit yes. the like button, yeah, no. comment. Hit no. the like button right now if you're watching us right now, just so we can get, get that it. going. And uh, yeah, share the video. Share the video. Make sure we get some eyes out there on what we're going to be talking about today. We are going to be talking to Mr. Stephen Russell and his book, Tales of Nihilism? Nihilism? Nihilism. It's tough. It's hard for me. It's more, it's, I know. It's it's potato, potato, bro. Potato, potato. That's what I'm saying. What up, Michael? <laughs> Plus, we are going to be talking about crowdfunding and should indies walk away from it. We'll talk a little bit more about that when the Get Your Mad Step. She keeps on passing me by. <laughs> Far side. Yo, what year? 1990, 91, 92? We old, son. We old, we old. Yeah, you see, I knew that was coming. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's what we're doing here tonight. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you love, for love, love, our love, regulars. Love. We appreciate you. You guys are the best. But uh, Sammy, what you got going on today, kid? What, what do you want to talk about? Sam, what am I going to talk about? I got about nothing about? to talk about. Uh, nah, I just been, um, shout out to the, uh, I just want to say shout out to uh, the 87 new subscribers to the art channel. I appreciate all of you guys this past month. There's a, so a spike in, in, in the subscribership there. So boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, and um, right now I'm just planning my 2024, um, finishing up uh, issue six of Disney in my toilet. Uh, Indiegogo has been a no, no. So I've been on the site today trying to bow out of Indiegogo and shutting it down because this is no, uh, no bueno. Um, and uh, so I'm like, I, I don't need to. Uh, it's like it's like a death by a thousand cuts. I'm like, oh hell, <laughs> hell no. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just been uh, figuring out what's gonna what I'm gonna do next year. Uh, my game plan for next year, and um, you know, changing things up for the craze as well. You know, starting February, we will just be focusing on the creators and not um, crowdfunding. So um, you know, we have a list of podcasters out there that I love to go and get you on the show to uh, promote the the, the your crowdfunder, but Next year, we want stories. Uh, we want to learn about the your journey, about you, your craft, you know, what inspires you, the tools you use, all that stuff. And um, uh, so we're changing up the game in uh, coming February. And uh, so just just planning out next year. Um, what's going on with you? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I well, for those who don't know, I started a, a YouTube channel to talk a little bit about writing and the, the writing process. So that's out there right now. I got about seven episodes out there, you know, trying to grow the channel. So if you guys haven't done so yet, get haven't done so yet, go to get your meds with a Z on YouTube and check out the art of uh, comic book writing. I have a new episode out that came out today with Mr. Tony James. He's got a book called Star Noir. He's actually got a crowdfunding campaign. He's got a Kickstarter that ends in a couple of days. 
I think on Thursday. I think he already made his goal. But yeah, no, check that out. We talk, uh, we talk writing there. I'm I, I, obviously I'm working on my books. Get your meds is the channel, but I want you guys to check out also getyourmeds.com because that's where I have my comics, Rust5377. I have, you know, Wonder Duck on there. And also don't forget that tomorrow, um, the last issue, the sixth issue of Rust comes out on the Any One World platform, anyoneworld.com. Go there. If you put in the uh, the code podcast, you get 15% off. So get that, get that. Check 15. That 15%. Yeah, no, big shout out to uh, to, big shout out to Ace of Imagination and Any One World. And big shout out to everybody who's picked up a copy of the digital comic. I didn't think digital comics were going to be selling that well, but they've actually helped me reach a broader audience. And I've, I've gotten actually a lot of uh, good feedback and sales from this. So big shout out to him. Thank you very much for helping me, you know, grow, grow that. I want to do something for Russ next year because he turns 25 next year. My oh, character, Russ, turns 25, bro. 25, two five. He's going to call him new kids in the block. Like, yeah, bro. That's it. Old dude so, in the, on the corner. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be doing that next year. And um, yeah, just like you, next year is going to be, you know, I'm going to do more conventions next year. I want to get out to Texas, hopefully next year, and, and, and do yes. something out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be something. And also, don't forget to pre-order uh, The Better Night, issue number two, on ASAP, at ASAPImagination.com. Uh, I, I wrote that issue, so that's coming out. Um, the art is coming out amazing. These guys are doing their thing. I forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check that out. But yeah, dude, that's what I got going. Yeah, on. I keep forgetting. Don't forget, uh, duties also <laughs> published as a comic strip in the Kid in the Comic. Uh, Comic dot com. If you go to the website, a Kid in the Comic, uh, get yourself a copy of uh, this fantastic comic strip newspaper with like tons of fantastic um, stories by amazing creators, writers, and artists alike. And duties also a comic strip series which follows which follows the storyline um, uh, step by step. Uh, what's up, Aurelis in the house? And, and if you haven't checked it out, the new episode of The Crazy Ten LS, What's Happening to Comics is up. It's trending really well. Um, it's getting a lot of views. It's pretty dope. Um, so check out that episode. You know, some of the hot topics in the game right now is uh, Mark Miller said, you know, um, you know, the, the big two needs to give 50% royalties um, to the creatives um, in order to change the game. Then there's this talk about, you know, comics is dying out. But when I ran some statistics and I went to some financial websites, it tells a different story. Uh, so uh, check out that episode. It's really interesting. Um, and let's start that conversation. If you want, um, we can bring it on to the next show. Catch the craze. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But, uh, you yeah, know, we, we don't have many announcements today as far as what we're doing. You guys know. Is the end of the year next year? I mean, next year, next week. we've come next week, bro. There is no show. So happy, happy Turkey Day to everybody who celebrates. <laughs> Enjoy time with the fam. Yeah, there, there is no show next week. There is no There's show. No next show week. next week. I, you know, yeah, I, I canceled that one. So um, I forgot the name of the creative that that book next week. I moved you to December because I won't be in town, um, and George won't be in town. And uh, so uh, we moved that show, um, but um, uh, I just need you to respond if you're watching the show um, that uh, you're, you're good with that date. Uh, if not, um, you know, there's nothing else available until the end of February, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, man, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, but next year, next year, you know, we're going to be doing our thing still here on Catch the Craze. Like Sam said, we're going to be talking to more creators. We're going to be doing, you know, what we do every Tuesday night. So check that out. Yeah, but next week, well, even though we're out next week, the week we'll be back the week after that because I think you're back in town. I'll be back in town. Be back so in town. we'll be back. We'll be back the week after that. But yeah, next week, no episode. No episode. Yes. Um, indeed. But yeah, brother. So so let, let's talk a little bit about what we were what, what, what we're gonna discuss on the get your meds. Why don't we do that? Yeah, let's do this. I feel a little sniffle this coming yeah. up. Word of the day is Sniffleus. Indies, should we walk away from crowdfunding? <laughs> sounded, that sounded too much like syphilis, bro. That sounded too much. I was like, sniff this! Like something totally different. Yeah, so, all right. So, should Indies start walking away from this thing called crowdfunding? Why'd you come up with that topic, Jorge Medina, hey? Uh, well, you know, due to the things that are happening right now, even, for example, with uh, with duty and how we've spoken in the past about... 
damn, what, 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 what should we be doing on this, on the, on the crowdfunding? And like, Word. I've been watching some shows, you know, of other indies and stuff like that. And the big topic is always crowdfunding. That's, I feel like that's where we've gravitated to, right? We've gone there. That's where we're going. Yeah. The question is, and, and I'll, and I'll make it even, you know, broader. It's not just, should we walk away? Should we, if you don't have a fan base or you have a small fan base, is it then time to walk away? Word. You know, because at the end of the day, we're going to do what we're going to do, right? If you want to do a crowdfunding campaign, do a crowdfunding campaign. Right. Do it. Go for it. Don't yeah. stop. Go for I just, it. I just noticed George with a J. I just noticed that. Nice. <laughs> but, but, but make sure that you have a plan in place because otherwise you're probably going to struggle, especially if you don't have a fan base. Word. Because there's so many of these things popping up. Like Whoa. Kickstarter is flooded yes. with comics, bro. It's flooded. Flooded. And I um, actually, there was uh, two recent campaigns that I backed that did not fund. And um, so they never collected my money. Uh, and this was just in the past three weeks right. on Kickstarter. You know? that, that barely happens. That yeah. almost never happens. Dude. Yeah. And it sounds like, wow, two back to back. And then I see, you know, I see a bunch of people posting on, on social media, you know, how their stuff didn't get funded and whatever. I think well, here's, I think here's the problem. Um, hey, what's up, Gilly? I think the problem is, I think there's a miss under a lack of understanding. I think what people think because social media, the majority of the people that follow you are bots. They're not, they're not active. Right. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you see that subscriber go, you have this false impression that there's actually, it's actually, it's actually a human being. So you have that. So a good percentage of your followers, like I got, you know, if you take all of my Instagram handles together, it's like a 5,000 to right? But I guarantee you 70% of them are probably bots. Guarantee you, right? Then the other ones, they probably just saw something that they liked and they said, let me follow, right? For the podcast, it's people who want to be on the show that ne not necessarily actually watch the show, but want to be on the show. So they said, let me follow because I want to send them, I want to send a request to get on the show, right? So you get that, right? So they're not really active. So I think you have to understand who's active in that, in that pipeline. And it's probably a fraction of it, right? 3%, 4%, right? I mean, think about it. It's like pulling teeth sometimes to get people to even interact. You know, you ask a question and people are like, oh, I don't want to ask, you know? Um, so I think it's, if you're relying on social media to cultivate your following, it's going to be very difficult. What I find is that my followers that follow me at events don't translate to crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. They won't come to crowdfunding. I've, I swear to you, this year I've met a dozen people who found me from last year, wanted to follow up books, but they didn't want to go to the website and didn't want to go to crowdfunding. They were waiting to find me, right? So you have that. So I think unless you you really have a really strong following that's going to pick up everything that is so damn loyal, it's going to be hard because um, um, what's trending on crowdfunding right now is adult content, right? That's what's trending right now. That's going to get top notch. Um, adult content... Um, uh, the topics that are trending on Kickstarter, uh, LGBTQ content, it's um, um, uh, adult content that's trending, and um, tabletop trading card games. Those things are trending big time on Kickstarter, right? So now you have to compete with that. And then a lot of them have, a lot of these guys use branding companies to help promote their stuff that are doing the six-figure uh, numbers, the ones that are doing you know, 100,000, 200,000, whatever. Um then you have the other guys, right? The the old schools that have mastered it, like the Brian Politos of the world, right? Um, that have mastered the game. You know, you, Jeff Smith with Bone. You know, um, you have uh, Jake Parker, right? These guys, they have, they've cultivated a fan base over the years. They've been published with many other. So you have that to compete with. So um, I think rather than using the social media platform to vent and, and, and complain about why aren't people, it's really is, you know, you know, you need to get out, you need to get out and um, connect with people. And it's hard, you know, when you're working full time, doing this part time, drawing, if, you know, writing, producing, going on social, all that stuff, you only, you're really only giving it 20% here, 20% there. You're not going full, you know, um, full, uh, you're not going all out. So I would say my advice would be pick one platform. Whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, pick one platform and make that your focus. 
and build that and get involved and get engaging and commit. But I think what happens is like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm going to be eliminating a lot of these social media platforms that I'm on next year because I'm going to, I'm going to pick my poison and I'm going to focus on that platform to cultivate my audience and try to tie, merge the two together. So you got to have a plan that's going to make sense. But I think uh, most indies are spreading themselves thin. Uh, I, I talked to you about this. I just dropped out of like eight different um, Facebook groups, right? Uh, and the reason why it's just it's just a it's just a haven for my peers. It's not my audience, right? It's not it's not it's not the people who are going to buy my books. It's just the same people that are all doing the same thing, and everybody's just posting the same stuff, right? Then it's also moderated by another indie. So when I looked at it, I had like eight of my posts pending. They didn't release it. Seven of my posts, I said, you know what? Screw you. Delete, 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 delete. And I backed out of all these, these, these groups. I was like, all right, let me focus on my own platform and let me build it from there. Um, you know, right, you know, we talked about it. I'm focusing on the website. Yeah. Make, make that the destination rather than giving Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all these places, my energy. When I have a website I'm spending $300 a year on that I should be driving traffic there. But my my time is spread out in multiple locations where now is, I'm going to narrow my focus. So my recommendation to everybody out there is really be strategic on your approach. Um, pick your poison. You're not going to win all the battles. You know, pick the battle that you have the most that you, the greatest chances of success on. What you say? Yeah, check out. No, no. Check, I, I think. Uh... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael said, just have fun. And Daphne, he says, yeah, if I miss San Diego for one thing is the regular customers who would visit us every year. Yeah. Pick up the latest book. They really don't translate to online. Yeah. Uh, but our grant creators have to go where they see their audience is not try to force them where they're yeah. not, whether they're online or at cons. Yeah. Um, so that, so a question for Daphne. So these, cause, cause Daphne and, and, and listen, and, and I'm actually, it's good, I'm glad she's on because I feel like she's built a little fan base yes. on Kickstarter. She's managed to kind of build something there where like all of her campaigns, you know, little by little are growing or 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 you see that people come back and she's making making it happen on there. I guess my question to you, Daph, is, yeah, I mean, you're saying San Diego, you know, there were fans that came over, but I feel like you've done that online as well. And I think that that's what needs to happen. I think that you need to build the fan base once you have that fan base built, they will follow you where you go because they're fans. That's what they are. So supporters, fans, whatever you want to call them, they're going to follow you to where you are. You know what I mean? I think to your point about the Facebook groups, yes, Facebook groups are, groups are started by other indie or other people who want to start those kind of groups. So the people in those groups are other indies. They're not necessarily fans. They may be fans of the genre. They may be fans of the industry, but they're not fans of your book. And it's hard to create fans of your book when you're in a group where they're trying to create fans for their books. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're trying to promote something on that, on that page, that person may say, well, no, that's not what I'm trying to do here. Maybe we want to talk about the process of creating something, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, whatever their MO is, or maybe they just don't want your stuff on there, whatever it is. But I think that those groups, they don't do what we think they're supposed to do. No, they're not. They're not catering to. They're not reaching the, the audience that I'm trying to reach. No, no, they're not. And so, then, and, and, and in that case, you have those groups are good for like some of them are good for like if you're a writer and you're looking for an artist, or if you're an artist and you're looking for a writer and you guys want to collaborate, you know, and there's money to be made. That's when those groups are good because people are constantly in there trying to make a little bit of cash. Uh, Kickstarter is where my audience is. But they seem to be exclusive to Kickstarter. If I release a new book on my website, I maybe see two buyers as opposed to now 200 on Kickstarter is the Amazon effect. That's interesting, man. Yeah. That, that's interesting because they, it, I wonder if it's trust. I wonder it's that, is it that they trust Kickstarter versus us on our own websites? I don't know. That, that's, that's interesting that that happens. But I, I think that should we be walking away from crowdfunding? I mean, again, that's up to you. It may be an idea. It may be something you want to think about yeah. before you drop 30 days of your life. And these are 30 days where you're going to be stressed out because you're going to be looking at your phone every two seconds to see somebody pledge. Why aren't they pledging? Am my stuff not good enough? What's wrong? What am I doing wrong? What? And you start, we already have all these things in our head. This, this adds to that. Yep. So if you're ready to do that for 30 days, go for it. But my suggestion, like much like it, Build that fan base first. Build yeah. it. Build yeah. it. You know? 
Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, it's a, it's for me, it's an old school mentality. Go out there, hit the streets, you know, cultivate an audience, get a fan base. But again, like Daphne said, some of them don't translate. The people that uh, follow me in Texas and from Puerto Rico, because I have about a dozen people from Puerto Rico that, that uh, either go to my website, pick up any new prints that I do, whatever, but they won't go to Kickstarter. Um, and so that's, that's the, the challenge. Um, fans are going to buy where it's convenient for them. They can buy dozens of books on one Kickstarter account as opposed to having several accounts on, on indie websites. Yeah. You know, and that's the challenge, right? So it's, you gotta, you gotta pick your poison, which is going to work. Um, and, and don't get discouraged because, you know, I think the reason why, uh, like I don't get discouraged is because I, because I have always a really good reception when I go to conventions. Right. And I have a really good turnout. So for me, the conversion at convention is a lot better than it would be on Kickstarter. And I have a better conversion on my website than I would. So for me, it's like, I know that there's an audience out there. They're just not cross. They're not, you know, they're not intermingling, right? They're not crossing over. They're just staying in their lane where they meet, feel most comfortable at. And 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 that's okay because they're there, you know? So it, it's, um, and I think another thing that makes it a little challenging too is that if you're producing a new title every three months, some people, they move on. You know, they'll uh, I'll, I'll come back another time. They moved on. Taste change. You know, um, it's a long time for people to, um, you know, a lot of different influences to kick in and, and people just shift gears. So that's also a risk as well. Yeah, I can picture your book doing well like Avengers. Like, yeah, no, I, I think I think I, I was fortunate with like the Adventures of Wonder Dog, right? Because I was able to make a decent amount of money on on the Kickstarter for it. And it does well at conventions as well. Like when I was in New York Comic Con, I sold out of the books that I had there. When I was on, on, on Kickstarter, I again, I was fortunate to make the money that I made. But it, it was it was it was work, man. It was yeah. work. Yeah. It was a lot, a lot of work. I'm the opposite. I have better return on investment on Kickstarter than conventions. I just don't have the stamina for cons anymore. Yeah. Well, cons is a different animal too. It's and again, that's the thing. It's, it's two different animals. You talk about you know what I get. I, you know, it's funny that you say that. I love being there. You know, they, you I like conventions too. I, you know, I, I, love, I, I just love it. I love, um, I love telling the story. I love engaging. But there are moments where you go through lulls, right? Because you, know, you go, so you have ebbs and flows, right? And and when I have those lulls, I draw, right? And then when it's when it's active, I'm I'm, I'm active, you know. And I feed off of the energy at the event. And when there is no energy, you know, I try to get, you know, pull something out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, I just did the the the, um, the grand opening at the Geek Out. And it didn't have a huge turnout. It didn't have like, you know, uh, you know, it was probably a hundred people showed up completely, you know, for the, the place. And of the hundred people, a lot of them were gamers, right? They were there for tabletop games, right? Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons. And a, a lot of people were there for the, the hockey team that was there. And so I was like, all right, how do I capitalize? Right. I took the I took the wheel then spun the wheel and i never sat down. I just stood up and I and I, and I tried to talk to as many people. I had a really good day. Right. And, you know, I, I told you I had a number in mind that I wanted to make. I missed it by five bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So but I had a really good day. And so um, it's you never know. I said, but I feel I feel like I'm in my element when I'm in the when I'm out, when I'm out there with the with the fans, you know, um, on top of everything I'm finding out, uh, we have three different audience for our three different books. I, so we have to market different. Yeah. I, th but that's the thing. Right. I say this all the time. That's why that's why I, I hate the word all ages. Nothing is all ages, Steve. Nothing is all ages. It, everything has an audience. Everything has a target market. There's a reason why, why you know, collectibles and things like that have age groups in the back, ages seven to whatever, because there's an age for everything. Now, don't get me wrong. People will buy books that are not for their age. We do it all the time. We should be buying comics at 40-something years old. We do, right? Um, but I think that you have to walk into these things with a target audience in mind. I, I believe that. I believe you have to have some kind of target market, target audience. It's part of the marketing mix, right? You have to have these things in order for you to be able to 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 make money. Like for example, you have three different books that you have three different audiences. You have to target each one differently. You can't sell to all of them. They won't. They won't buy. Now some of them will because they're fans of yours. I'll buy whatever you make. I don't care what it is. I'll buy whatever you make. Some won't. You know what I'm saying? Out of mine and Jose's collective audiences. Only 8% buy all three of our books. That means uh, it only buy one title out of all. Yes, because there is a specific, like the yeah. people who are buying, for example, um, Oswald, maybe aren't buying, um, you know, Eagle Raven, right? It's a different audience. You can call Oswald an all ages book, but 
they have a specific, he has a specific age group. Same thing with my wonder dog. I have a specific age group. Yours too. There's an animatory, a specific age group for that. Does it mean that a parent can't enjoy it? No, it doesn't mean that. But your book is geared towards a specific age. And that's who's going to buy. Unfortunately, those kids on Kickstarter don't have, don't have credit cards. So they can't buy the book on, online because they can't purchase it. Their parent has to buy it. And I think Grant made a point here. I see a lot of families at conventions, and unfortunately, there isn't much for them. The funny thing about that is that when they come to your table, <laughs> the parents sometimes have, have something else in mind yeah. that they want to buy. And they don't want to drop the money for the kids it's, because it's, they're afraid the kids are going to mess up those books. And it's interesting because even like um, th th this past week uh, the, the, at the LCS, there was a young lady. She's probably about nine, ten years old. And she pull, pulls up a chair, starts opening the book and reading it. Right. And I'm like, oh, she's going to tear up that book. Right. And, you know, I'm, just, I'm trying to be nice. Right. And um, but she wasn't into it. The mom comes over, opens it and reads it. She starts laughing. She bought the graphic novel, mm -hmm. right? And so it was interesting that, um, you know, it, it, you don't know who the audience is. The audience is the person um, who makes the decision whether or not it it's something that appeals to them, right? And so that's why I say don't limit yourself. And then when I, I and then you, I'll have people that'll come over, you know, because my table is predominantly for one brand, which is Disney in my toilet, but I have my other stuff there, right? So then I'll have people come over. Do you have anything more mature? I said, yeah, bam, I got forbidden right here. I got this right, you know. So I, I'm always ready for that, um, uh, you know. But again, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, have a meaningful, purposeful um, strategy that's going to really help you. Don't get discouraged because, I mean, I mean, Daphne's a perfect example of someone who's been cultivating this uh, Kickstarter fan base, right, for years, right, and to where she is now, right. So it takes time, and it's not it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, you got to, but again, pick your poison. I think. Um, you know, one of the things when I realized I got like 12 different social media accounts and I'm like, I'm reducing that by 70 percent. And uh, I'm focusing on the ones that I know that I'm going to get a return on my investment where I have an engagement there. Right. I have a better um, uh, response rate on um, Twitter than I do on Instagram, which is crazy. Right. So it's like, all right, IG's made it very difficult lately. Right. Uh, where, you know, right pre-COVID. You know, you're getting responses and feedback and comments. And now psh, you got a muscle foot because they want you to buy ads and those ads don't convert anyway. So pick your poison, do your research, figure out where you're going to put your energy. Um, don't spread yourself too thin and don't get discouraged. It's it's a, it's an uphill battle and it's a journey, bro. Your Twitter slash X starts charging you a dollar uh, to stay on that platform where you're staying. Peace. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. If you started it out that way, then it'd be different. <laughs> but you can't go and say it's free. It's like a drug dealer, right? It's like this first hit is free. Now you got to pay. Do it. No. But I'm saying if, if, if your fan base is there, though, it's kind of hard to say goodbye. Backer Kit was a real help this time around because it consolidates all of our backers into one list and makes it easy to email. Oh, nice. I also hear that on Backer Kit, the launch page on Backer Kit allows you to see who the people following you are. Really? You know what I mean? You know where, where you can't tell who's who who likes or who's you know right. following the page before it launches. Backer Kit, I think, gives you those names so you know who's following it. Really? From what I understand. I don't know if that's right, Dad. You you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that that's that's part of the yeah, their I thing. think I think the this last Kickstarter, there was um 47 people who did not back it that that were part of the following group. Only I think 16% conversion from that 47 people that were following it. Um uh well, it was more than that. It was like 60, whatever, but 16%. And then the, the difference was 47 people left who did not convert at the end. Um, that would have been nice yeah. if, you know. <laughs> it, it's like, how do you convert them, right? That, yeah. That's the whole thing. Why right? follow? You know? what, what I did to find out who, who was actually following my stuff is I would ask them for their email addresses and I would send them a PDF of like a print. And that worked out for me because then I knew who, who it was that was following me. So that worked. But, yeah. you know, they, they don't normally give you that information. Uh-uh. They do not. I think I got to come. Yes, I'm. I'm going to try back your landing page on my next campaign because of that. Okay. Yeah, like, so oh does. wow. Yeah. So it does do that. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, this is that. That was a really healthy discussion today. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we have our guest in the rating room, um, in the green room um, with snacks and stuff, and uh, ready to come in um, to the show. So let's bring in our guest, Mr. Stephen Russell. And uh, let's get this party started. 
What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Good, hey, good. what's going on, Stephen? How are you, man? Doing all right, doing all right. All right, all right. Some good topics you guys got going on there. Oh, thanks, dude. Thanks. <laughs> what do you what do you think about the whole the whole topic about you know indies and crowdfunding campaigns? Well, what's your what's your take on it? What do you think? Well, uh, personally, I'm I'm adverse to crowdfunding. That that just doesn't seem mm. it, it doesn't seem like a cogent business model to me. Okay. You know, you, you're asking you know people to to invest in this thing, and you know it, it's different. You know, I guess coming from a, a business minded with my you know business degree and things like that, where if if you're going to seek out investors, you're you're going to be focused on like a return on investment. And so people trying to invest in your project should see some sort of return from that. Right. And not, not a product. Mm, And, you know, typically in the business world that, that turns into like sharehold stocks, you know, things like that. So it's, it's just a little, you know, out there for me personally. And I guess being an older guy, you know, 38, it's like, all right, Hey, that's, that's the way the the new world if somebody were to explain it and help me run it and you know figure all that out cool but you know as far as like trying to delve into it and invest uh yeah it just doesn't seem you know right for me that's um, cool, man. yeah no no well, that's good 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 point i mean this is so for those who don't know and maybe don't know who steven russell is why don't you introduce yourself a little bit because i want to dive into some of that you know you talked about your business background I'd love to just dive into a little bit of that, but go ahead. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell everybody who, who Steven is. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Steven Russell, uh, been on once before and, yeah. uh, got on here, uh, doing the, the draw duty contest. Yes. <laughs> Andrew, the, the Mandalorian version of duty. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, background is, uh, spent most of my adult life in the army, uh, army infantry, paratrooper, jumping on a plane, shoot oh, machine awesome, guns dude. and deploying to Iraq, all that good stuff. Yeah, there we go. There is. <laughs> and uh, you know, something that's always been a part of my personality is is drawing and art, you know, and um I come more from I guess a uh traditional art background. I've always, you know, penciled, sketched, doodled, painted, you know, those kind of things. And it wasn't until at least I want to say about two and a half years ago that I started sitting down and taking these ideas and drawing them and putting them into, you know, a digital form and creating the comic. And, you know, that's when I came up with uh, Tales of Nihilism, like you guys are talking about on the social media. Uh, You know, I found a writer, Joseph Miles Pittman. We hooked up. We're like, hey, this is a great idea. Let's refine this. Let's work on this process. You know, and we've been going through that for the last, uh, you know, two years. Nice man, yeah, yeah. No, I, I do remember you came the last time you were on. You were on with the crew, though, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I think it was me and Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah man. So, so how's it been? How, how's the, the 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 you know the whole process and and you know the the journey? I guess how's it been so far? Uh, you know, like everybody else, it's always an uphill battle, but it's fun. And mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we went out to uh, Plastic City Comic Con in August. Okay. And nice. went up there and we nearly sold out on all the issues. I printed up uh, 25 issues for that. We had some postcards and some bookmarks and, and things like that. And even uh, Global Comics helped us out. They, they made some banners for us. And, nice, you know, people nice. could like get the little QR code and then go straight to your, your comic and subscribe, do things like that. So, you know, it, it was a fun experience and I felt it went pretty well. Mm-hmm. And the comics that, I think we had like five or six that we didn't sell. I took those to a local comic shop and I was like, Hey, would you guys sell these? And they were like, yeah, we'll, you know, throw them on consignment for you, you know, put that out. And uh, I think just last week they, they finished selling, you know, all of those. So I was like, okay, you know, people, nice. people enjoy the idea. People enjoy the story, you know, That's awesome. and uh, you talk about the, uh, the business side of that, the, the way we made that happen was, I went out to uh, local people and I sold ad space in my comic to fund the publication and the, uh, the convention, Mm. you know, so, and that's, that's something I think a lot of people in this, you know, day of the internet and everything we get away from, 
is that personal connection with not just not just your fans or you know the people showing up to look at your work but your local community as well yeah. you know most cities uh bigger communities you got like rotary clubs you got small business associations you got like all these people and everybody's looking to network advertise you know do all their marketing and things like that and if you treat it in that arena where you're like, okay, I'm going to look at the business side of this and I'm going to start mm -hmm. going out and then showing these people, Hey, you know, I've got this, you could put an ad in my, you know, comic, I'm going out three States away, but you're an online business or, you know, you take orders online. Well, I could introduce an entire new market to, you know, your okay. deal. Yeah. When you, when you approach businesses like that, Stephen, do they ask you for print runs or like those kind of questions? Like, are they interested in how many books you're going to be printing out? Or is it something that, you know, like what, what are some of the things or what, is, what are some of the things that you feel like are roadblocks to that, that you've been able to overcome to sell, to put these ads in your book? Well, I mean, it, it's similar, you know, you're, you're basically doing like cold calling. So, you know, for every, 10 doors you knock on, you'll probably get one, you know, where somebody actually engages with you and says, oh, okay, you know, I'm interested in this. And yeah, you do get questions like that. Like, okay, well, what, what is your plan? If I'm going to, you know, put an ad in your book and, you know, purchase this, where's it going? How many books are you going to print out? You know? Mm -hmm. And I was able to phrase mine as like, this is a unique opportunity, you know, for small businesses. I'm, I'm an indie creator. I'm going to an indie comic con that focuses on artists and creators. So it's not like some big convention where you're going to have a whole bunch of like Marvel and DC yeah, yeah. and all these other people's. So you, you have a much better chance of having people see these ads, even if they just pick up the book and, mm -hmm. you know, thumb through it, you know, you can't, you can't give out, um, you know, the same kind of data as like a, internet projection where, where it's like, okay, yeah, we got this many impressions today and this and that, but people are coming from all over the country to these conventions. You sell one book and, you know, that person goes off to, you know, their home state and then they read that book and then they pass it off to somebody else. You know, that ad sticks around. You know, it's, it's funny, man. And I think it's brilliant. I, I, and I think we don't use our books this way, right? We don't think about it that way. When you look at it, and ever since we've been reading, I don't know if you read comics, Stephen, or if you were reading comics, but hey, what was in those comics? There's always ads in those comics, right? There's always yep. ads in those comics. Why? Because those ads are what paying are, are what's paying that print run. So they can give those books away if they want. You know what I mean? So now it's not costing them anything. And I don't think we look at it that way. I think as as, as small press and as people who are just creating these books, we look at them from the creative standpoint and not the business standpoint of things. And I think. Putting an ad in a book like what you're talking about is brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. And it's something that more of us should, should exercise, especially for like print runs like this. Like if you're going to a comic book convention, I'm not saying you put them, you know, you have that print run going on every single book because they pay for it now and they're gone. You know, that's it. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you could put in another aspect. But I think it's a good idea to do that. And I'm glad. I mean, it's brilliant. You got you kind of came up with that. Is that you, you said you had a little business background. Did you, uh, did you go to school for marketing or what's some other background in business? No, I'm, you know, my, my business background and uh, day job backgrounds in supply chain and logistics and, you know, did a little bit of a supply sergeant towards the end of my time in the army. But um, it was one of those things where you're talking about, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to the old, old comics back in the eighties and the nineties. And I'm like, yeah, every single one of these always had an advertisement, the got milk ad and all this other kind of right, stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 And then I sat down and I thought about it and I was like, well, if you're going to run any business, you have to understand what, what's the market and what are people buying, you know? And when you look at, um, you know, you're talking the big guys like Marvel, DC image, all of that, the, the comic sales aren't what's driving the business. What's driving the business is, you know, the marketing, the merchandising, the intellectual property that they're selling and renting out and, you know, being like, yeah, you can make a movie, but you got to rent spawn out to do the movie, you know, things like that. And when you, when you put it in that perspective, you're like, okay, the, the art itself is the advertisement for the business. 
your your creation, your comic, that is your advertisement for your business. The intellectual property, that's what, you know, makes the money. And then you're like, okay, now that you understand that, you can start, you know, formulating and having like a, a different business plan for that. Yeah, yeah, no. Good point, good point. Where um, are you doing any more shows? I know you did Plastic City, and that that that, that was Keith Gleason did that show, and that yeah. was a good show. But yeah. um, are you are you doing anything else? Are you guys doing any other shows? Uh, we'll we'll probably do Plastic City again. Yeah. But the um, the big show that I've got like everything's going to go into next year is called uh, Veteran Comic Con, and that's out in San Francisco, and that focuses on you know veterans art, you know, and that kind of deal. So it's, it's another part of it too, is like, you got to look at your community, your hobbies, your social, you know, club and things like that. And, and really like try to attach yourself to that. For me, I, I'm obviously close with the veteran community, you know, being in the army and all that, but you know, maybe you're a hunter, maybe you're a fisherman, maybe you like to go golfing, you know, and do all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, those people also have different lives they have different hobbies they have all this other kind of stuff if you start networking and socialing within inside those you know communities mm -hmm. then you can start like seeing things oh hey you know we i golf with this guy every tuesday what's okay. he do oh he's a marketer oh my god you know like <laughs> let's talk <laughs> let's let's see what we can do you know right, things right. like that yeah yeah no no for sure i i, I want i want to talk a little uh, talk to you a little bit about about the book but before i do that sam do you have any questions for steve uh, as far as like you know his background and stuff like that no 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 keep it going oh, okay yeah yeah so so steven talk to us a little bit about about this story man i know you were here the last time and we talked a little bit about it but for those who missed it tell us a little bit about about what you're doing yeah so um tales of nihilism is you know for us plan to be an anthology that goes on as long as we can, you know, make it go. Um, the first one we've got going on, our main issue is the ballad of Philip Krishner. Mm -hmm. And it's a story about a normal guy and how he lives in a world full of superheroes, you know, just having to go to work, having to pay his bills, having to do all the stuff that everybody's got to deal with. And already, you know, is kind of like, uh, you know, a lot to handle for, for a lot of people out there. And then you put superheroes and supervillains on top of that. And so, you know, I called it Tales of Nihilism because that's really what, what I plan to do with the whole thing is to kind of take these ideas, take these archetypes, take these, uh, you know, uh, tales that we've all kind of lend credence to and, you know, we suspend our disbelief. Mm -hmm. And I, I try to pull that back and say, no, you know, like, you shouldn't believe it. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, these look great, man. I remember the last time you guys were here. They, they, there's a lot of like, and anthologies are a big thing now, especially, you know, with us when we're trying to put these things together because we can put more than one idea in one book. Um, are there any of these stories that you're thinking, okay, this is hitting. People are liking this. Maybe I should make it, you know, maybe even if it's a one shot of just that one story or if it's, you know, I hate to use the word ongoing series, but something like that. Are, are you thinking of doing stuff like that? Are there any stories in there already that you've seen that people are gravitating towards and you may be thinking, hmm, I think I can do something more with this? Uh, so far, the the majority of what I've seen is people gravitating towards the, the main series issue. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've had a lot of people that have read it and they've said, you know, I can't relate to like Superman or Batman or, you know, even Spider-Man. But your guy, Phil, I can relate to him. You know, yeah. holy crap, normal guy. And everybody's been there. It's like, oh, man, the, the electricity's going out because of the bills. Or, oh, man, you know, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make rent this month. And, and then you think about, like, you've had, you know, insurance on your car. If your car gets destroyed, you're going to have to pay the deductible on that. And then <laughs> what if a superhero is, like, destroying your car every day? They're <laughs> <laughs> out in the streets, you know, just battling and stuff. And so I... I didn't just want to, you know, have like a, a generic superhero kind of deal where, you know, this guy's going out and he's battling and he's, you know, doing all these, this like hero's journey thing. I, yeah. I wanted to like really stress that struggle and really go into that and be like, you know, this is, this is how difficult it is. And I want these things to say things about the culture and the life that, you know, we all experience in, in America. 
What was the inspiration behind Phil? Uh, it's it's really funny. Uh, told the story a few times, and uh, so me and my wife, we were playing uh, Batman, the Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there, and I'm I'm playing as Batman. I'm going down. I'm in the sewers. I'm like looking around, and it it tells you like, hey, you're supposed to go to the the police precinct and and enter in through the server room. So I go in. And then I'm like, wait, there's, this is the sewers and there's a hole in the wall. And I was like, a server room can't like exist down here. It's got to be dry and cool and all this kind of stuff. And, and I was like, you know, you blow up the wall and everybody's just like sitting there, like, like nothing happened. <laughs> and so after that, me and my wife were playing it and we just start going through the game and like counting off and naming like OSHA violations with the asylum. <laughs> We're like, yeah, where's it? Where's the fire marshal? Who's inspecting this? Who's who's doing this? You know, but it was through that that you start to realize, like, oh my god, like this whole world is just completely dysfunctional, mm. and and then you start to come to that conclusion. You're like, wait a minute, like Batman would do like so much more good if he just played as Bruce Wayne and like invested in the city, gave jobs, and made sure like public works was working. <laughs> And did all this other kind of stuff. <laughs> so that's where it came from. That's where Phil came from. From just saying, yeah. "Hey, we need to fight. You need to." I guess Phil is, is is that is that guy that walks around doing this in that world. Are, are, are any of these are any of the superheroes that he meets? Does he does he like build relationships with them with any of them, or is he just like you and I? Just like a like if Spider Man flew out the window right now, he would have no idea who I am. Do you exactly. plan for something like that for him to be something that impacts any of these superheroes' lives, so to speak? Like, is that a plan for him in any in any way? No, it's it's more. I, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, with Michael Douglas falling down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's more of that. You know, you you have something that that's an inciting incident that you know causes him to go on this journey, and he just completely goes with it. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to follow this as far as it'll take me. You know, right. and, and things keep happening. Things keep escalating. You know, right now we've got uh, five issues up. So, you know, it's it's just ramping up and ramping up and totally and completely like out of control. But he's just like, you know, my whole life is out of control. So let, let's just go with it. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's amazing. For those who are watching, we're talking with Stephen Russell. We're talking about his book, Tales of Nihilism. It's up on globalcomics.com uh, right now. You guys can pick it up, check it out. You can actually preview uh, some of the book up there now. And so, so where, so you're on? What do you you say? Have five up there? Mm-hmm. What's what's the goal? Like, what what are you, what are you guys planning for, for for the series? Or what's what's the end game? So we're we're planning an eight series run on the main issue, and then you know we're we'll switch gears, go on to a a different main story. And then, you know, run that for about eight issues and then go, you know, probably come back to, you know, the world that Phil lives in mm-hmm. and, and, you know, take that from a different angle. And and the idea is to always have like a main story issue going, but we also have short stories and uh, comic strips that we run on there. So every month we're publishing something. Right. And the, those short stories, I think, really helps uh, me and Joe, like, stay creative. Because on the short stories, there's, like, nothing is off limits. Let's just, you know, flex it and go this way and that way. You know, it, if I figured out something, I'm like, oh, hey, I got a new technique. I want to run that in a, a comic and use that to make a story. All right, mm. let's go that way. Mm. And that really gives us that that availability to kind of, like, refresh ourselves and then go mm. back to the main story. And then you're like, oh, okay, now we can, you know, use that to improve these ideas that we've got. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. How long does it take you to finish uh, a story? Typically, I can do uh, one main issue, which is about, you know, 22 to 24 pages. Uh, it takes me about a month to do mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And you do, is it all just pen and ink? Or are you also going to be coloring some of these? Because I know that the stuff that's on Global Comics right now is black, black and white. Are you going to be, do you guys do any, are you planning on doing any color? Do you need color? I mean, I, you know. So we did hire a colorist for the um, first issue to, you know, publish that out at the, um, at the convention. We wanted to have a, a finished product, you know, there for that. 
Um, as far as online, um, I think the black and white for this one has been running pretty well. Yeah. Kind of gives that little bit of a, a noir type, you know, feel mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's something, you know, we'll probably think of in the future. And it's like, okay, if we go back and color, we can re-release, you know, like colored issues and do things like that. But right now, I think the the black and white's been working out pretty well. Yeah, I like it, man. I think I think it works in black and white. Sometimes books, you know, you be like, damn, I wish it was this was in color. But I think that your what what you guys are doing, I think it does work in in the black and white. I don't I don't yeah. even think you need you would need to color it. Some some stuff you do. Sometimes you need you're like, damn, I, we need color on this bad boy. But no, no, it's it's. Uh, I think you guys there, are doing a great job. There are things like like we'll run a. Um, a fake ad page and a joke page in the middle of the, the mm-hmm. comic series. That's right. And, and those things are, are plays on, you know, uh, capitalism consumption and stuff like that. And we have, uh, you know, the, the birds that are doing the jokes and stuff. And it's, it's kind of like a long running philosophical joke that you got to get to the end and you'll, you'll see the whole thing and then be like, Oh my God, you know, <laughs> but I, I color the, um, the fake ads, but it, it's always purposeful. You know, so we had like the first one, it was talking about the, um, the ingredient that they use in vanilla, which is, uh, castoreum. And that comes from, uh, beaver anal glands. (laughs) And and so like, yeah. So like every time you're spraying vanilla scented stuff in your house, that that's where that comes from. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Steven. That's great. (laughs) Thanks a lot. There goes vanilla. That's it. Wow, that's awesome, all that dude. kind of stuff. But but I've latched on to a few of these ingredients, and like the color is usually pretty important. So I'm like, okay, I'll use that in the ad, and I'll color those ads, you know, based on on that thing. So it, it it's got to have a purpose, but you know, I'll put it in there. Yeah, no, that's fun, man. That's fun. It sounds like you guys have a good time putting oh, these yeah. things together, man. It sounds like you guys have a really really good time. What well, how far are you are right now? Like, what, what are you guys working on right now? Would you say? Uh, yeah, so we're we're on uh, just finished up with uh, issue five and, um, you know, issue six. I think I'll be working on that in December. We've got the comic strips. One comic strip comes out uh, per week in uh, November. And then next week, that one will be a uh, short story. Nice. Where do your comic strips come out also on the Global Comics uh, website or the, on your own website? Or where, where can we get these these script, these uh, strips? Yeah, yeah. So we we've been pushing up everything on uh, Global Comics and yeah. and making that like our main platform. We have like the you know the Facebook and the Instagram and stuff like that. But we mostly utilize that as kind of like a little news blast. Like, hey, you know, this is coming out at mm-hmm. this time, or you know, uh, November. That's an easy one. It's like, hey, every week, remind everybody, hey, go on there. And the the comic strips are always free. The first issue is yeah. always free to view. And then uh, we do the PDF downloads if you want to do that. And then yeah. we're in the works right now of trying to figure out the whole Mixum store so we can start doing like print on demand. So if people want to buy it, they can just, you know, click on that link and, and buy a copy of that. Yeah. Nice. No, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Go ahead, Tammy. What you got? You were going to say something? I was just saying nice. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, that's good. That's, I mean, that's a plan right there, dude. Like you guys are really just maximizing because global comics. They they were actually at New York Comic Con. They were actually, you know, I had a table there and they stopped by and they do. They have like these little QR codes that you can hand to people to kind of like check out your stuff. And it's it's really, really helpful. I feel like you guys have been maximizing uh, you know, global comics, and that's great. Oh yeah. You know, and you you look at the um, you know, the print shops. If you can go to a local print shop, that's that's always the best. But if they, they have stuff, you know, online adding in those like QR codes to everything you do, whether it's a bookmark, a, a postcard or, you know, a sticker, just that small thing I, I found actually like, like right after the, the convention, our uh, viewership, like just shot up through the roof because people were just like, Oh, okay. Checking it out. And then you've got that one little thing. They're using the QR code and checking it out. Yeah. No, that does work, man. That does work. Yeah. Yeah, no, but Steve, this is this is this has been great, man. Thank you so much for coming on, my brother. I appreciate you coming back. And I'm glad that you guys are still grinding and still going. And you know, it seems to be working. So I hope to see you at Plastic City Comic Con next year because I'm hoping to be there next year as well. I'm definitely gonna look Heck you yeah. guys up. 
Yeah, yeah. I won't be going to the East Coast anytime soon. But uh yeah, so but that that sounds like fun and does uh, good to have you back on the show. Uh much success to you, brother. Um, and uh keep doing what you're doing. No problem. Thank you guys. You got it. Thanks, Steven. Take care, bud. Peace. All right, that was Steve Russell. Again, check out Tales of Nihilism. It is in the chat, and it's also in the summary on the show notes. So get yourself a copy. If you haven't done so already, you can preview the books. All available on globalcomicswithanx.com. Links in the chat. Yeah, man, digital digital comics. Yeah, Global Comics is, is, a, is a good little platform for, for your digital yeah. uh, comics. Definitely check them out. And, uh, yeah, Stephen, you know, he seems to have a, a plan. I like what he's doing with the uh, with the ads that he's throwing in books, especially when he's going to go do a convention. That yeah. eliminates that cost, right? Because now the now the ads are taking care of that print run, and it's, now he's uh, just, you know he's just got to get that table. I mean, when it's when you have methods that work, why change? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you got methods that work, why change? And this is it, it's the formula. It's the secret formula. And I guess, you know, I think what happens, you know, social media has um, um, put a, a barrier between people um, hitting the streets and connecting with the, the community, right? You know, I've, I've did a whole segment on on uh, the Crazy Ten LS about going out there um, to the community centers and all these other things. And um, the library, the YMCA, there's, the schools, there's so many th- options. It's just whether or not you want to put them to work. I think, um, you know, people have grown lazy. They use their fingers to do all the talking when, you know, we're humans and we're social creatures and, you know, people love to engage uh, face-to-face, look somebody in the eye, talk to them, get, you know, get them excited by your excitement, right? You know, there's no, you can't convey that on a post, right? You can't, it gets lost in translation, but when they see you and they connect with you and they feel your energy, bro, you can make magic happen. It all all depends on whether or not you're willing to do it. Yeah. 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 And, And there's no reason why you can't do both. You know what I mean? No. There's no reason why you can't oh, with one over the now, other. Now the reason, the reason could be you, you spread yourself thin. You know what I mean? I think, I yeah. think sometimes you got to pick your poison. If if you can't, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to be successful doing either one, pick the one that you are going to be the most successful at and go hard on that one. That but, girl is poison. Word. But yeah, no, this is this is a good talk. Good talk with Steven. Yes. Um, you know, he, he fresh perspective. He's like he said, I'm not really going into the. Uh, into the, the crowdfunding game because I don't see how I'm going to get a return. I mean, yeah. Or he doesn't see how investors, which are the people who are pledging, are going to get a return on their investment other than the product because that's not normally how it All it does is read my blood. Which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was an interesting point made by, yeah, yeah, made by, like, by, by Steven. So, I've just been lucky with Kickstarter, but uh, Indiegogo, oh, I got no luck. No love yeah, in Indiegogo. Indiegogo is, you know, it's, it's, a different, it's a different animal. You know, it's a different animal. Talk about learning how to market for different places. That's yeah, I know. That's different. That's different. too much, too much. But yeah, again, yeah. that was another great episode on Cast of Craze. Great chatter in the in the chat. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, if you haven't done so already, hit that like button, subscribe, share with a friend, and remember, uh, we are the show for Indies by Indies, the first comic book independent podcast ever, uh, launched in two thousand five, still growing strong. Uh, we were the originators, the OGs. That's right, OG. Ain't nothing you can tell me. Stop acting up. But anyway, um, we appreciate you. We do this for the indie community. That's why we do it. So uh, show some love um, when we have our guests on the show. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we're connecting to our audience out there. And if you just follow us on audio platforms, please come over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button and help us grow. Uh, when we grow, the community grows. So thank you all so much. Thank you, uh, San Martino and Johnny Syphax and Daphne and Grant Lankard and uh, Gilly and uh, Aurelis and Lou. Um, and uh, Lou's working on some some dope stuff, uh, some duty stuff. So I, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, uh, she's uh, been my uh, conversationalist when I uh, go on my live stream. So I appreciate you, Lou. Appreciate everybody out there. And um, uh, with that said... I'm Sam, the crazy man, Vera. George, the dream of Medina. And Please. we are out. Now I was talking about my friend, Aquisa. Oh. Say my name, say my name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were thinking? <laughs>
Why are we still on, dog? I, I, I don't know what's going on. I tried to hit end stream. There it is. Oh, we're, we're still on, baby. If I could 